Hello, and welcome back to the Cuse Conversations podcast. My name is John Boccasino, the communications specialist in Syracuse University's Office of Alumni Engagement. I'm also a 2003 graduate of the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications with a degree in broadcast journalism. I am so glad you found our podcast. Well, folks, today on the Cuse Conversations Alumni Podcast, I am thrilled to welcome on our guest. Her name is Emma Simkis. She's an alumna of the Falk College, had a degree in human development and family sciences. She graduated in 2018. She was on the child life track, had a minor in psychology, and her work that she's doing currently is a certified child life specialist It's really revolutionary, I feel like, the work that she is putting in there. She has efforts with Team Impact, a great program that matches children with medical illnesses with college athletics teams. It's a win-win partnership for everybody involved. And Emma, your work precedes you. You've come highly recommended. I hope the introduction wasn't too much of a buildup, but your work is commendable. So thank you for making the time today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. This is awesome. A certified child life specialist. What is that? What does that job entail? In my undergrad experience, what I learned about child life is the typical setting is in the hospital environment. So it's helping children and families cope with the stress of being in the hospital. And that involves play, making it a child-friendly environment, including siblings, educating them on what they're going through um, in their experiences. It's a really challenging and scary time for most families and kids. Um, And we kind of treat the entire family system Um, And when I went to graduate school, I discovered child life in the nonprofit setting. And it really got me thinking kind of about, okay, child life in the traditional setting, we help children when they're going through these experiences, but what happens when they leave the hospital? What supports are there for them? So I learned about child life in the nonprofit setting where we implement a program that helps alleviate some of the stressors that comes with having a medical illness um, in their day-to-day lives. So Emma, you've got this passion for this line of work, being a child life specialist and really providing a lifeline to, you know, these children and their families to make things as easy and smooth as it can during these difficult periods of their life. What really attracted you and drew you to this line of work in the first place? So growing up, I did a lot of works in camps and preschools, and I fell in love with working with children and in relation to that, working with their families as well. Um, And so when I went to Syracuse and discovered child life, it kind of brought me back to my childhood experiences. I had a surgery when I was in the third grade and it was terrifying. And um, these children and families, you know, they go into this environment where they don't have control and they don't know what's going to happen next. And that's really scary. So when I discovered child life and the roles and responsibilities that come with it, um, I kind of knew that was the direction I wanted to go. What kind of services, what kind of help will you offer as a child life specialist? How do you go about making the atmosphere of a hospital more friendly and less daunting? Yeah, so I mean, there's so many ways. Um, Play is something that children do in their day-to-day lives. It helps them grow. It alleviates stress. So just implementing that in the hospital setting can make it such a different experience for them. Um, And kind of just being a supportive presence. I mean, coming into the hospital, all these kids and families see is doctors and nurses and people talking about medical care. It's being that person that can come in and kind of take their mind off of those things um, and make the experience a little calming and less stressful. Without getting into particular cases, what are some of the favorite 
instances of working with one of these children where you really know the work hit home, that it made a difference and it reassured the child who's going through a tough time? What are some success stories you can think of? Honestly, there's so many, there's so many instances I can think of because obviously it's a very challenging field and every day you kind of take a step back and you're like, okay, why am I doing this work? And seeing just the smiling faces the families that reach out to you for support, um, seeing that you built that trust um, really makes it, it feel amazing. So Emma, we've, we've talked so far about the work as a child life specialist and what you're doing for the children, but there's the other side of the equation too, the parents, the ones who are just as freaked out and nervous about the health situation their kids are going through. How do you feel your work as a child life specialist, what role do you play in helping the parents with the questions that they're going through with their children. Yeah, so kind of like I was discussing before, it's being that supportive presence. Um, and then I'll, on the other side of it, it's being able to give their child those happy moments in such a stressful time. And them seeing that, it almost relieves stress for them. Um, and then oftentimes we'll have conversations. We always, in child life, we advocate for the child and family. So we you know, encourage them to speak up to their medical team, ask questions, um, you know, show their concerns so that kind of everything's out on the table and they're getting what they need during that challenging time. Now, you had mentioned earlier, Emma, that Syracuse University was where you would hearken back. Uh, and we'll talk about your alumni connection being a legacy and all that. You've got some, a lot of orange in your family tree. Uh, how did Syracuse point you and how did the Falk College in general point you down this road of this being a career path that you thought was viable and, and could make a difference? Yeah, Syracuse really helped me to be where I am today. And I'm not just saying that. Um, I started out undecided, not knowing what I wanted to do at all. I was in the arts and sciences school. Um, and actually, my advisor within the arts and sciences school pointed me to the Folk College um, in the child life track and told me all about it. And that's where it really all started. I took I think it was my sophomore year, I took one child life course and I started volunteering at a local hospital close to where I live. Um, and I really fell in love with the field. And where I really knew that this was the right path for me is that when you come in undecided, you take all these classes and you kind of just pick random ones and it's, it's boring. Like you don't enjoy what you're sitting through. But when I chose this path and started going to my child life courses and doing my hands-on experiences, I was enjoying my education and loving going to class and meeting my teachers and meeting new people. Um, and it was, it was a really, really eye-opening experience for me. What role did the hands-on educational aspect of your studies at Falk and of your experiences outside of the classroom, what role did really getting your hands involved with this, not doing just the textbook, but actually practicing? How did that influence your career? Oh my God, you have no idea. I mean, you can read in a book, anything, but you can't know you're good at it until you put it to practice. So I think there were three different experiences where I had hands-on experience in a classroom, in a preschool classroom, in a hospital setting, in another hospital setting. And those were all because of Syracuse and the opportunities that were given to me throughout my time there. And I'm so thankful for them. What are some of the lessons you feel like you took away from those hands-on experiences that have really resonated with you today? You learn something new every day. <laughs> you really do. Um, and you just, you know, you have to be patient. You have to be flexible. You have to be willing to learn and have fun. 
too. Now, Emma, your job is so much more than just being a child life specialist. You've also got this really cool tie-in with Team Impact, which again, matches children who are going through medical issues, really tough illnesses in their life with college athletic teams. Describe the partnership and what your role is in pairing up and working with both children and these college student athletes and coaches. Yeah, so my role at Team Impact is as a case manager. Um, So once matches are made, um, I kind of come in and I navigate the relationship between the team and the family. And on the team side, it could be student athletes, um, coaches, directors of operations, athletic directors. Um, And then on the family side, it could be really any part of the family system that has a significant impact in the child's life. So the child is matched for two years. They become part of the team and they're able to really join in on all things team related, games, practices, team bonding events, Um, And now, of course, virtual engagement. Um, And we have a clinical approach to our program. So we really set goals based on what will be best for the child and family and what their needs are at that time. Um, So we have families and children and families that are eligible for our program. They have a medical illness, but along with that comes um, psychosocial factors that they're missing from their lives, whether that's missing out on school because they're too sick to go or not having a good group of friends because they don't fit in with their peers or not being able to do extracurriculars. We try to alleviate those areas um, and bring in a team to help that. How is Team Impact a win-win relationship for both the children and for the members of the athletics department? Well, we say that our program is for children and families student athletes and coaches and teams as a whole get just as much out of it. And I've heard that firsthand how much of an impact their match kiddo is having on their lives. Um, They become amazing leaders in their community, um, understanding different issues with medical needs and just understanding that, you know, just because you have a medical illness doesn't mean that you're different. One of the points you touched on that I really want to go back to, um, there's so many disadvantages for children who have to spend time in the hospital. They don't get that sense of a community from their school like their, ch- like their childhood peers would. They, there's a lot of the psychosocial needs that are lacking from kids who are dealing with these illnesses. How do you feel a role with Team Impact uh, can really help to fill the gap on some of those psychosocial needs that kids are missing out on? Oh yeah, I mean, our core goals for our program is confidence, optimism, and sense of belonging. And through engaging with the team in various ways, they hit on those points and kids really benefit from it. Do you have any examples in particular, again, not saying a kid's name, but like what are some of the ways you've seen firsthand these children develop that confidence, develop that optimism and really fill uh, a valuable need in their lives through the partnership? Yeah, I mean, I have too many stories to count. And one of my favorite aspects of this job is receiving pictures, videos, and stories of how teams and families are interacting. It's, it's just wonderful. But one particularly comes into mind. Um, a kiddo was matched with a team um, during this virtual time, which is obviously challenging. Um, but they really made the most of it. They Zoomed every week. Um, he really didn't know much about the sport until he was matched with the team through Team Impact. 
He made efforts to learn about the sport and bring it back to the guys to tell them about it. And the guys would quiz him. He'd do virtual workouts with the team. They'd play games. Um, and then I found out that they had planned a socially distant get together at his house with a few of the players and coach. That would be the first time that he met a few of them in person. So he had a few of the guys over. Um, they played lawn games in the backyard. They, you know, they chatted, caught up. Um, and in my conversation with his mom after, she said he said it was the best day of my life. Um, and he, uh, they gave him a volleyball as a gift. And he carries it around wherever he goes and shows his friends and family. And he's so proud to be on this team. It's such a heartwarming story. And we all could use these moments of rewarding our faith in humanity. There's so many bad things that are happening with COVID. People are depressed. People have lost their jobs. And for these kids, you know, they could easily turn in and I'm sure have a negative attitude and you know, be down on things, but you're really doing everything you can to help boost their spirits and give them reasons for optimism. And I love hearing the team impact. That is such a beneficial uh, story to hear about these children getting these experiences. Yeah, I feel like I've heard it firsthand from student athletes how touched they are by these experiences. And not only does it create um, leadership in their communities, but it gains, gives them a better perspective of life. Um, and they walk away feeling really good about it. Now, I'm going to go back to another part of your history, Emma, where we teased earlier, you come from an Orange legacy family. Um, you come from a Syracuse family through and through. Was there ever a doubt that Syracuse was where you wanted to go to school? So I did, I did apply to 13 schools going into undergrad, but I don't know why I did, because at the end of the day, I knew I was going to go to Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard. And we, we appreciate your, uh, your play in the field, seeing what's out there, but you know, you came home, field. hey, see what your options are like out there for sure. But correct me if I'm wrong, you have both your parents uh, were legacy uh, alumni here. Uh, you mm -hmm. have a cousin that was mm -hmm. also a Syracuse graduate. What kind yeah. of role did Syracuse play, you know, kind of growing up? How much had you heard about Syracuse? Big Syracuse sports fans. Always knew about Syracuse basketball growing up. And, you know, my parents had the gear and I'd wear, from my youngest ages, I had this gray Syracuse sweatshirt that I wore all the time. So it was definitely prominent in my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Do you recall your first experience walking on campus? And when was that? I remember when I toured campus, and I think that was the first time. And it was actually in the summertime, so it was warm. But um, no, I remember I, I fell in love with the campus. And it really felt like home there, too, because I knew my family, um, you know, had a big presence there. So it was really meaningful to be able to go there. Taking out the family equation, because that's easy to kind of uh, see why you want to go to Syracuse with such a proud orange history. But what was it about the campus? What was it about the educational opportunities that swayed you over those other 13 schools you had applied to? It definitely was just the campus life and excitement and sports. Um, I like, I'm a, I'm a sports fan. I wouldn't say I'm like a huge sports fan, but I like to go to a game and watch and follow. And um, the community there, I feel like was what really drew me to it. Now, when you look back on it, Emma, give me some of the really valuable pieces of advice. What was imparted on you from your talented faculty at Falk that have stuck with you to this day when it comes to your career? I was always told that this was a very competitive field from the start. And I think that's helpful to know going in, to know that it's not going to necessarily be the easiest path to get to. 
um, but that you will eventually get there. So I think like the honesty um, in the faculty and the guidance along the way too, I feel like every single professor I had, they wanted, they want what's best for you and they want to support you in the most, you know, meaningful ways, the ways that are going to be best for you in those bigger classes that you would sit in, you wouldn't get that one-on-one relationship with your professors. But since our classes within Falk and within HDFS and within child life, they were so small. um, We were really able to like build those relationships and just have open and honest conversations. um, And which in the end, I think really helped me to succeed. How would you say Syracuse in general prepared you for the opportunities you've had for your career? I definitely wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for Syracuse and the guidance and support that I got. I can confidently say that. Now with this industry, um, you know, you're the first person we've had on the podcast who comes from this background. Is this a field? Are we seeing more of a need, especially with COVID? Has there been any sort of increase in demand for these types of certified child life specialists given Parents have so many demands on their plate, working from home, educating from home. So have you seen a spike in the need for this type of position moving forward? A hundred percent. I feel like kids and families are going through more now than ever um, on top of what they were going through before. So providing, um, you know, child life services and programs such as Team Impact are so helpful. How have you seen the people that you work with, and especially with Team Impact, how has COVID impacted how you're able to connect with and and really find successful opportunities for these children? Yeah, so obviously, you know, these times have created so much unknown and uncertainty and challenge for maintaining relationships. Um, But we've actually built out a virtual program that we implemented for families and teens to stay connected. So part of that is by sending them virtual activity ideas routinely. So as a team, we came up with, I think we have 52 of them. So we can kind of pick and choose what would be best for the team and family. Um, And we've also noticed that this is a time where you have to be creative. So what is the child going through? What are the team members going through? And how can we come up with ways to stay engaged? to kind of keep that relationship being built. It's all about meeting the children where they are and where their needs are. And of course, we hope that this new abnormal passes through sooner than later. But for the time being, it's good to know that you guys have a good plan in place for that virtual landscape. It's totally different, obviously, than the face-to-face. And we can't wait for your children to get back out there with Team Impact and be on the sidelines and be in the locker rooms cheering on their teams who have taken up this partnership, but it's really a tremendous opportunity, Emma. And do you, do you ever kind of find yourself, how, how has this impacted you watching the children have these experiences with college athletics programs? What impact has that made on you as a, as a professional? It's really amazing. And like I said, hearing the stories and seeing the pictures and seeing the videos make, makes me sit back and reflect on you know, this is why what I chose to do what I do. It's always nice to have that reaffirming moment when you realize you're in the right place and doing the right thing. And uh, Emma, the work you're doing, I'm sure it's not easy, but it's definitely something we need more of in our communities. And we appreciate everything you're doing to improve the lives of these children uh, through your work as a certified child life specialist and with Team Impact. Emma, we wish you nothing but the best of luck. And thank you so much for sharing your orange success story today. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
Thanks for checking out the latest installment of the Cuse Conversations podcast. You can find our podcast on all of your major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also find our podcast at alumni.syr.edu slash Conversations and anchor.fm slash Conversations. My name is John Boccasino signing off for the Cuse Conversations podcast. Thank you.